Welcome into the Prep Baseball Report California podcast. We've got a special podcast for you today. We're going to dive deep into our recently updated and released class of 2020 and 2021 rankings. Uh, I decided to bring in no none other than national cross checker for PBR Shooter Hunt. He shooter traverses the country checking out players in every class. And uh, shooter, thanks for taking time, man. Thanks for hopping on board with us here to chat about some California guys. Oh, Les, I'm stoked to be here. Thanks for having me on. on nothing else I like talking about than the California guys now that I'm a West Coast transplant. Yeah, right. You know, hey, that's I, I love it, man. And, and <laughs> you know, one of the first things that, that, that I think you said to me when we first met, we were watching, I think we were watching Max Ratchick, uh, mm. and, and he made a play. Uh, and you were pretty impressed by him, but there was a shortstop in the game, and I'm I'm losing exactly who it was. Uh, but but you said, man, that that's like the prototypical SoCal shortstop, you know, <laughs> and, and that, that's always kind of stuck out to me because it's true, right? I mean, there's you see guys from all around the country, so I mean, you see where these areas are. Uh, you know, kind of tradition rich and, you know, middle infielders, for example, in SoCal, you know, outfielders in the Midwest are the big strong <laughs> guys, right? Uh, you know, that's got to be pretty neat for you to be able to kind of compare those guys on a national level. Oh, it, it's awesome. And, and you talk about, I, I talk about all the time, the SoCal shortstop, because I grew up in North Jersey, where as a shortstop, fielding a ground ball was wear it off the chest, pick it up and throw it across the diamond as hard as you can. That's how you played shortstop. So when I went down to socal for the first time to watch pregame in and out and i'm watching the three kids who are at shortstop going backhand with ease the footwork is sensational and then making throws on the run like they've been doing it since they were four years old that was the first thing that stood out to me so whenever i talk about good shortstops and even northern kids i'll describe them as hey he looks like a socal shortstop (laughs) so you guys are blessed to have those dudes down there yeah, no doubt. Well, we we are pretty blessed to be in this area with the amount of talent that we have. So that's a good segue. Why don't we jump right in? Shooter, we recently updated our state rankings for the class of 2020. Uh, we went from 150 to 200 players uh, in the class, or excuse me, from 100 to 150 uh, players in the class. Uh, you know, not a lot of movement at the top. You know, the depth of the class is pretty impressive, uh, at least from a, a state standpoint. How would you say that it stacks up nationally, uh, you know, in terms of the overall depth of the class and then particularly, you know, at the top, maybe the top 10 guys? Well, especially coming off 19, which is a little bit down, uh, we have a mock draft actually coming out. You can check out our college director, uh, David Seifert, threw in a high school 19 out of California. I won't ruin the surprise, but um, I, I, I thought 20 for the last two years, I've been saying, just wait till 20. This California 2020 class is spectacular. And this was before I got to know the NorCal guys. And NorCal's almost just as strong, if not stronger than SoCal in 20. Um, but at, at the top with Jared Jones is, is in the one hole for you guys right now. And the athleticism that he shows and what I love most about him is his ferocious um, comp- or passion on the mound and competitiveness. Why? So like he, he has that electricity and a lot of these guys do. Pete Crow Armstrong too has that electricity about him. Matt Radzik has proven it for a while now. He's a, um, a, 
one of the darlings of the RPM spin rate. Uh, Milan Tolentino, a shortstop. We talk about the shortstops out of SoCal. Um, and then some upside guys like Chase Davis, who I think this summer is going to be his canvas. He is going to have a chance to be the breakout star of the summer. Um, power bat, NorCal guy, committed to Arizona. Um, whew, that left-handed stroke. And similar to him, Michael Brown, another NorCal. He's uncommitted right now, but I'm sure there's a ton of schools hoping that he chooses them because the power in his bat is huge as well. Yeah, you talked about both of those guys, man. Michael Brown, I remember sitting with you last year at the Underclass Area Code Games and watching him just destroy balls during BP, and we're just kind of like, holy smokes, man. But yeah, you, the Chase, Chase Davis, for me, is... It, it, like he's kind of the, the unicorn guy, right? I have yet to see him. Obviously, Blaine and Ryan have seen him up in Northern California a few times. Uh, and, and I'm, I can't wait to see him because I'm with you. I think this summer he's going to break out on a national level, probably, you know, bi- you know, in a bigger way than anybody else, at least in our state, from our state, I think, you know, in terms of a national level, because I mean, he's a big bodied guy, big bodied outfielder. And that, bat man Woo, the power in that bat is, is for real yeah it, and that barrel stays in the zone it looks like he's swinging a 50 inch bat that's how long the barrel stays in the zone um he played with the mlb breakthrough series they do a great job um throughout the fall and on the national scene he went to the east coast he played in fort myers in florida um he was then in Jupiter a couple weeks after that, and he put on a show. And I, I really thought, hey, this is the guy that we need to see throughout the spring and the summer. But, I mean, SoCal or all of California really, but especially Southern California, there's a lot of scouts in the area, a lot live there. Because the talent's so dense and rich, um, they get a lot of looks. And that's why I, th- I think this entire class has a chance to see a lot of dudes drafted in those top five rounds. Yeah, no doubt. And I want to stay on I want to stay on the NorCal piece just for a second because <laughs> you know, you made a really good point that this year Northern California may be uh or at least sorry, in the 2020 class, it, it may be on par if not better than than what the SoCal class is from a depth standpoint, right? Top to bottom. Yep. Uh, and and we talked about Chase Davis. Uh, we touched on on Michael Brown a little bit. You know, but there's other guys like Petey Halpin is a guy that is going to, I think, break out in a big way this summer as well. Nick York over at Midi, also an Arizona commit. I mean, oh, yeah. just a multi-position guy. I mean, there is some depth in that class, and, and you and I are going to have a chance to see those guys uh, here in a few weeks at our pro case, but but we'll get to that. Um, you know, But let's talk about some of the, the biggest risers in the state in, in the 2020 class, and you know, for mm-hmm. me, Shooter, I think you have to take a look at uh, Georgia Tech commit Kevin Parada. Uh, you know, he came off a big fall. I, I'm not sure. Did you see him in Jupiter? Yeah, he, he put on a show in Jupiter. And when I talk, it's it's funny now that I live on the West Coast and I spent so like grew up on the East Coast, coached in the South. Um, they're two different worlds. You have your West Coast baseball and then you have everything east of, let's say, Colorado. Um and when a guy like Kevin Parada shows up to Jupiter with that GBG team, they walk in. These are the California guys coming in here, and he just absolutely explodes. Um, it, it sends some vibrations throughout the scouting community and the youth baseball movement where, hey, who is this dude? And I'm sure everybody on the West Coast and SoCal knows, yeah, like that's Parada. He's a dude. But the East Coast guys don't hear about it as much, but they definitely know about it now. 
Yeah, he's he's a guy that that has had uh, their season's over now, but he had a pretty big spring there for Loyola, and, and I think he's one of those dudes that this summer we're going to be seeing a lot of at the various events. And you know, another guy that that had a pretty big climb in our rankings is Daniel Suzak out of Jesuit High School. Not sure if you've had a chance to see him just yet. Uh, he's an Oregon State commit as a catcher. Uh, have you had a chance to see him yet? I've seen him a little bit and then throughout the spring been keeping up um, because that Jesuit team is pretty good up there in NorCal. But Blaine <laughs> loves Suzak. Yeah, he does love him. And, and Blaine and I had a chance to, to sit on, on Suzak when, when Tonko Suzak actually pitched against Clovis. We'll talk about uh, him but- too. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about him in a bit once we get into that class. But uh, yeah, Daniel Suzak, you know he's 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 really shown the traits behind the plate of, of you know a, a very projectable guy. You know, if there's one knock on him, and Blaine pointed it out with his keen eye, is that he kind of struggles getting below the low ball. But you know, outside of that, I mean, and, and that's obviously very nitpicky, right? I mean, it's like, let me find something that this guy doesn't do right. Okay, oh yeah, he doesn't get below the ball very well, you know, on the low ones. Uh, so it's, I mean, outside of that, though, I mean, the power in the bat and, and the ability to catch is, is something that's just really, really impressive. Um, you know, who else Who else you got on, on your list there for the biggest risers in the state, Shooter? Yeah, and, and looking at Lucas Gordon, um, who... Off, off last year where he had the injury, um, which really stunk because that Notre Dame teams has a lot of really good twenties. Um, so missing out on him was a bummer for me because I'm a big fan of that program and what they do over there. But it seems like he's come back really strong throughout the spring. I was actually streaming that big matchup between Harvard Westlake and Notre Dame a couple weeks ago that you were at, even though it was a marathon of a game. <laughs> Holy smokes, man. That was like a four hour game. It was not, it was, I think it was over, I think it was three hours and 20 minutes. Yeah, it was, it was wild, but, uh, uh almost as long as my drive home. But, uh, <laughs> gotta love LA, man. Gotta love it. Uh, but yeah, no, Gordon's had a, just a, a spectacular season, man. And, and every, you know, I've, I've seen him once this spring and, and every coach and, and scout that I talked to that has seen him, it's the slider, right? And, and the slider is back to, being its dominant self and it's virtually you know it's virtually you hate to say it's virtually unhittable but I mean it truly is uh it's a true swing and miss pitch and a put away pitch for him that uh it's just really really an impressive pitch uh that he's obviously worked on but it's good to see him back fully healthy uh and he's another guy that uh you know with a big summer could you know see his stock rise significantly heading into the fall yeah, and coming off injury, a lot of times you need to get that confidence back, especially a young kid, been dealing with this, not so sure, dipping your toe in the water. You get that confidence, and with confidence comes velocity. Um, I think this is going to be a nice summer for Lucas Gordon. But I, can I ask you about one guy? Because I think it was might have been December or January when I started trying to get – pitching rotations for the MLK weekend because yep. I was hoping that this guy was going to throw because I had followed him all football season as one of, if not the top quarterback prospect in the 2020 class. But DJ, I'm, I'm going to let you say it last. You, you, you Aguilele, uh, yeah, man, he just committed to Clemson, obviously, for football the other day. Uh, but, yeah, we saw him a couple times, you know, up to 93 on the mound. 
has some feel for the off speed. You can tell he hasn't been, you know, focused on pitching and, and playing baseball. Uh, but, you know, the few times we saw him, you know, it's real. I mean, there's life on that fastball at 93. Uh, you know, the off speed, the curveball is, is okay. Uh, you know, and he shows it's got a little bit of slurvy tendencies to it. And, and, and he shows some feel for a changeup. It's, you know, a ways away. But, I mean, I think if, you know, while he's redshirting for the next or for that freshman year over at Clemson, uh, you know, I think if they can get him on the diamond, man, that's a pretty smart move by that coaching staff. Yeah, and he's a big, strong kid, um, has that prototypical workhorse frame. Um, It's Throughout the country, there's been a lot of football guys, some two-sport guys going to school, and just the way you deal with it recruiting-wise – from the college standpoint as a coach, it's basically comes down to football. So it's, it's not like you're like, Oh, we got to give DJ a call. It's like, no, um, they'll handle it on the football side. If he shows up good for us, if not, okay, we weren't fully planning on it, but we would love to have him. Yeah, so, so that, that, that's a good, let me ask you that. Cause you know, you were coaching college, you were at Tulane and I mean, did you run into that at Tulane or, or were you guys, you know, not necessarily trying to go after two sport guys or, or, or were there any guys where that situation arose for you while you were on staff? Oh no, no, you absolutely want to get two sport guys, multi-sport athletes in general are guys where you're seeing a premium placed on that because they're athletic, they can make, make adjustments, but especially in college baseball where you only get 11.7 scholarships, you're talking about DJ Uigalele who is on full football scholarship. So he's essentially a walk on to your baseball team. Can you imagine having a, a Friday night walk on? Yeah, that's kind of like uh, what Florida State with Jameis Winston, right? Yeah, so so Jameis was able to go there, throw hard. I mean, eventually he grew into, hey, I'm going to be the first pick in the NFL draft. I need to kind of set my sights on this a little bit more. Um, but there are guys coming out in this 19 draft um, who are big-time football recruits where you're hoping that you get this guy because, hey, we have a walk-on here. We can kind of spend some money some other places and still have a big-time name. But at Tulane, we, we did have several guys. One of my best friends who I played with was the quarterback at Tulane lane um although he just handed the ball off to matt forte most of the time um that's a good problem to have (laughs) but uh uh, that that's what clemson right now for the next year and a half and football is i mean you guys know it down there in socal there's a lot of flipping that goes on on signing day for football so you never know until that last minute yeah until the ink is on the paper right as they, as they say let's take let's take a look at a couple more guys here in the 2020 class uh, a guy that you and I saw at the SoCal preseason all state uh you know he's from a, a smaller school here in SoCal uh you know and he's headed to a, a West Coast conference school that you know has seen its fair share of struggles recently and uh but man Tyler Inbach, catcher out of Palos Verdes High School, you know, left-handed bat, and and he's putting together a pretty good spring. Their season just ended last week in the playoffs, but he put together a pretty darn good spring that saw him hit five or six home runs, I think. Uh, but, you know, what do you got on Tyler Inbach? Yeah, this is going to be a a tough year to make some area code teams in California if you're a catcher because <laughs> – the 2020 class is really strong catching wise and there's some depth within it. But inbox guy we saw at the preseason all state 
Sounds like he had a great spring. Hopefully rides that into the summer. I'm hoping to see him again um, in June, potentially at uh, that tournament we're, we're doing there in Irvine. Yeah, at the California State Games, uh, he is registered and he will be there. Ooh, then I will definitely be seeing there. I'm excited for that. But yeah, this this catching class, it just reloads. Um, usually you're talking about a lot of shortstops, pitchers coming out. But now it seems like, oh, this catching group could be really good and strong and all up and down the state. Right, man, you, you, you just hit the nail on the head because I, I there's a catcher that I want to talk about, Aiden Booth, who was also at our preseason All-State. Other- I mean, this is a guy... Six one, six one and a half, six two ish maybe, but probably a buck ninety five. Just strong as an ox. But he ran a six seven at our preseason all state. Super athletic, got some power in the bat, you know. And and he's you know he comes in at number ninety three in the state. But that's a guy that could easily you know be one of these guys in any other year. That's one of you know gets a whole lot of uh, uh, notoriety because of what is, mm-hmm. what he's able to do. You're talking about Soderstrom, another one who's a, a good one to follow. Cole Carrig. I mean, there, there's a lot of guys. A, a Air Force recruit that you were Skeens. talking about. Paul Spring. Jeez. Yeah, Paul Skeens. He's, uh-huh. he's, in my opinion, probably the best. I mean, that guy, the bat on him is very real. He's going to go to Air Force shooter and hit 40 home runs a year. <laughs> I mean, the ball's just going <laughs> to – the ball just jumps off, off his bat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, last guy Last guy in the 2020 class we're going to take a look at is uh, third baseman Kyle Karos out of Miracosta. I mean, he, he, he had a pretty familiar last name, right? Uh, he, he's done, in my opinion, just an, an incredible job with his defense, just kind of taking that to the next level. Um, and the bat is starting to catch up a little bit too. Russ, who covers the South Bay for us, is seen him several times this year. Kyle just registered recently for our pro case, so you'll get a chance to see him well, there. there. Um, and 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 he's a guy that you know he's 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 got the frame right. He's probably six four, six five. He's a big bodied guy, and you know he's still kind of a little. Awkward with the bodies maturing, growing into it, and he's really young for his classes. That coach told me I think he's still sixteen. Um, so, yeah, or turn seventeen here pretty soon. So he he's pretty young for his class still, which is uh, which is uh, you know obviously a bonus for him heading into the summer. Uh, so you'll get a chance to see him uh, here at the pro case next month. Nice. I'm really jacked up for that pro case, especially. I- for the last two years, I've really been talking up this 20 class in California. Um, I would say if it's not the top, it's at least the top three class nationally. Um, and shoot, if guys have big summers, it would definitely have a chance to jump to that top spot. Out of curiosity, what are the other states that you would say could could match the depth of the class in the 2020 class? outside of california i mean you're looking at the usual usual suspects texas has a great class you're looking at number one overall drew romo switch hitting catcher also jared kelly a guy who's been up close to 100 miles an hour on, on the bump played for team usa last year and then always florida's in the mix but this especially coming off 19 in california 20 has those elite guys um with some guys willing to make a jump i also like a couple left handed arms in norcal um so riley cooper who we saw at underclass area coach who i was a huge fan it can really spin it I, ch- I check in with blaine almost weekly to see how the riley cooper um 
outings have gone that week. Uh, Kyle Harrison, another lefty, UCLA commit. UCLA continues to get those big arms. Um, he could have a chance to have a huge summer. So those are some of the big guys um, that I'll be watching this summer. Yeah, Kyle Harrison is is a guy that I'm excited about seeing. I missed him when De La Salle was down here for the MLK oh, no. event. Yeah, so I'm excited to see him. Fortunately for us, he'll be at the NorCal. Uh, he'll be at the NorCal Pro Case the day after we do ours here in SoCal. Uh, you know some other guys at that at that NorCal event that I'm really looking forward to seeing again. Cole Carrig is a guy that we saw at the underclass area code games last year that really really impressed both of us. Uh, just a quick story. I'm at uh, San Diego State's MLK team camp, and one of the assistant coaches is like, "Hey, did I show you this?" And I said, "No." Well, what is it? And it's a video of Cole Carrig playing basketball on a breakaway, and he just elevates and jams it. And I was kind of like, "Whoa!" You know, like that's a, some pretty impressive athleticism there for for a catcher, right? You know, the other guy I'm looking at seeing uh, up at NorCal is Drew Dowd, pitcher headed to Stanford, uh, left-handed pitcher headed to Stanford. So. Yeah, exactly. So just that the NorCal uh, uh, pro case is is really, really loaded, man. Uh, Andy Owen is a right handed pitcher out of Jesuit headed to USC that that I can't (laughs) wait to see. Uh, You know, obviously, Suzak, we talked about, but there's a catcher at a Lodi shooter that I want you to bear down on. And his name is Omar Placencia. And he's he's physical. He's very physical and there there's there's a whole lot of bat speed and power in that bat so uh when we finish this podcast just go ahead and google lodi california uh and you'll probably get an idea why uh he remains uncommitted but he's a guy that that um is really really good man and 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 i think you're gonna like seeing him uh, but, you know, then obviously at the SoCal Pro Case, you know, we'll have uh, quite a few guys that obviously we've seen here in SoCal a lot. But there's a guy by the name of Caleb Bennett, a right-handed pitcher. I don't know that you've seen just no. yet, but uh, I think you'll, you'll, you'll be impressed with him. Obviously, Jared Jones will be there. Uh, we, we talked about Karos. But there's an outfielder out of Redondo headed to Oregon by the name of Brett McCauley. Uh, and, and I'm not sure that you've seen him either, but I think you're really going to like him. Uh, he's uh, he, he's 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 had a really really good season and is starting to climb. Uh, Jerron Watts Brown, the Texas Tech commit, uh, will be there as well. Uh, and then, of course, uh, your boy, uh, shortstop. Uh, well, we list him as a shortstop. Uh, De- uh, Devin Ornelas, uh, you know, out of Notre Dame, headed to TCU, will be there. And he's had a really, really good season this year, shooter. I'm excited for you to see him again. Yeah, th- those Notre Dame guys, I've been a big fan of Ornelas for a while. Can drop it down, can drive the gaps. Um, TCU's getting a really good one there, although he could have another big summer draft-wise. So SoCal guys get a ton of looks, as I was saying earlier, um, especially that Notre Dame team. Also, that's Dalen Reyes. You're talking about a lot of dudes on that team. Yeah, it's it's absolutely loaded. Um, yeah, so let's shift let's shift into the twenty one class. You're talking about loaded classes, and you know you talked about a little bit uh, about just the quality of the depth of the twenty class. I know you and I and Blaine and Ryan and everybody else on our staff have talked about this twenty one class as potentially potentially you know being that class a lot like the year with Moniac and Rutherford and all those guys uh, here in the state what are your thoughts on the 21 class in california 
Well, when we put out our national or overall rankings with the 21s, we, I did some Q and a on our Instagram, uh, account. And I said, the scariest thing about SoCal 21 is that it might be better than 20. And that is incredible. And I told you that I think California might, this might be the best class in the country in 21 when it's all said and done. Uh, a big reason for that is that you got some premier shortstops again in California. Um, go ahead, Les. Yeah, no, you're, you're, I mean, you've got, we, we have four shortstops in the top eight, uh, which I, I mean, you know, and then the other, the other three guys are three of the other four guys are pitchers and one's an outfielder, uh, with a huge bat. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the shortstop position in SoCal, uh, you know, you're right. In the 21 class is is outstanding. It'll be interesting to see. For me, just from kind of the the big national perspective, it'll be interesting to see if if any of these 21s make the big club right at the area code games, or if they just keep them together on the underclass team. Well, they they brought a couple of those guys last year, right? They've had Bowser and, and Pico Armstrong, so potentially bringing some of these guys to get a better look. So Marcelo Mayer, who's down in San Diego, maybe they want to see a little bit more from him. I think he's going to have a big summer. You, you've talked to me a bunch of times. The frame is really filled out. He's starting to look like the dude in the class. Um, but Cody Schreier's at number one, and for good reason. He just performs. He's the guy you want up in any big situation. Uh, he did it as a freshman for Jay Sarah, did it as a sophomore, but he's done it as a sophomore. Um, he's done it at USA. It, it's, he just continues to perform, does everything right. The frame is still projectable. Um, I'm a big fan of his. Um, Davis Diaz, a NorCal guy who, again, he's from NorCal, but he plays shortstop like he's a SoCal guy and just looks the part there. He was, he's still young, and I think he's going to get way more physical uh, down the line and still be able to stick at shortstop. And then Max Muncy, who I think Les is one of your personal cheese balls, favorite guys in this class. Oh, 100%, dude. <laughs> wait, wait till you watch this guy's play, and I think he's going to jump into that category for you, too. I mean, this guy has got, you know, no question has the, the skill set to stay at shortstop, and the bat is really projectable with some present power now. I saw him hit a ball at Thousand Oaks against Harvard Westlake that was. I mean, it was just absurd. And, and really funny story. I was talking about him with a college coach uh, during one of the tournaments recently who had a video of him hitting a home run, and he pulled it up on his phone, and I pulled up the home run that I had, and it was the same exact <laughs> swing path, the same exact swing. And, and, and the both of us just kind of looked at each other and said, now that's pretty darn impressive, right? I mean, for a sophomore in high school to be able to do that? It, it, it really is. And, I mean – Shoot, I can go on about each one of these guys because once you, you get into the Anthony Suzak, Tonko Suzak, Alonzo Treadwell, Luke Jewett, those are three major right-handed arms who I would not doubt them being into the mid to upper 90s by the time they're seniors in 2021. So it, it's some power arms that you're bringing to the table. Um, Rock Riggio, who's a teammate at Max Muncie, that's a, that's a pretty good team there down the line, Thousand Oaks. Oh, dude, yeah, then and there's there's some rumblings about some some more players coming there, but uh, yeah, that Thousand Oaks team they they'll lose some pitching depth here this year, but that's a really good team. They also have Jacob Wilson, who's a Grand Canyon commit, who's in the twenty class, uh, who's pretty good middle infielder as well. 
Yeah, and then you round out Tyree Reed, who's another USA darling, um, really good athlete. The upside's there as he fills out. Max Shore, who you and I have watched a ton at Palm Desert, um, he just flat out mashes. And a mature kid for his age, handles the pitching staff behind the plate. He's a good one. Uh, Ty Uber is a big-time arm in NorCal, can really bring it, Stanford recruit. Um, geez, this class, I'm going down the line here. This class is stacked. Blake Burke is a big power bat. Um, I think he's going to really produce. He looks like if he was on the East coast, that's an sec 15 to 20 home run guy. Right. I had this. No, dude, I love that. You just said that because I was watching a video of him and I shared it with, with, uh, you know, a couple of coaches that I know. And I said, this is an sec bat. And, and you know, one of the guys come back and he's like, nah, no way. And I'm, like, dude, watch it. I mean, just he just kind of fits the mold there, like physically, right? And then what he's able to do with the bat, but just from a physical standpoint, he just looks like that, right? Yeah, flat path. The ball just bounces and jumps off his barrel. So he's a really good one. Um, I also like Ethan Gorson and Point Loma. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that down south? Yeah, San Diego area. It's right on the uh, ocean there. Yeah, he can bang. I think he's a sneaky one. He's committed to Arizona where this summer I think we'll hear a little bit more about him, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's at the underclass area codes. No, I wouldn't be surprised by that either. You know, last summer we had him at our uh, underclass trials down in San Diego at Eastlake High School, and that's where we first got some exposure to him. And, you know, he came out, and he's this big-bodied guy, and you're just kind of like, ah, you know, not sure if he's a shortstop, you know. And then you see him, and you kind of watch him a little bit more. You're like, well, okay, you know, he can make that play. Uh, you know, and then he makes a play, and you're just kind of like, well, okay, that guy's a shortstop. And then, you you know, you don't question the batter at all because he's got some he's got some pop some pop in that bat that really projects pretty well yeah it's i mean all these guys project well in this 21 class i'll tell you what there's a couple other guys that i'm excited about seeing this summer uh you know jake sapien who we just saw up in fresno uh, you know, he's a Buhack Colony uh, uh, kid. He just committed to Stanford earlier this week. Uh, he's a right-handed pitcher, third baseman. You know, 84, 89, it's kind of a sweepy slurve. But the arm shooter, it's fast, man. And, and I think you're really going to like this guy. Uh, he made a jump up to number 15 for us. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And, and the other guy that I'm excited about seeing is, is Nick McLean. Uh, he's <laughs> a guy that we had ranked, uh, you know, last year. We still have ranked. And we saw him at the National Classic, and he got on the bump shooter, and dude, it was it was good, it was really? good, and and it was up to I, I want to say eighty six, eighty seven, okay. uh, and and I remember last year his freshman year, you know, Coach Laval told me he's like, hey, don't be surprised if that's where he ends up in four years, and I mean, it's it's good. I mean, there's some life to it. There, you know, fastball runs. He's got some. He's able to throw a curveball and drop it in, and uh, and he showed some feel for a changeup too. So I'm excited to see more of him on the mound uh, this summer. And then the last guy uh, is Tommy Splain. I, you know, I I, I want to okay. see I, I want to see the bat, and and I just want to see him get after it because um, some of the things that I've heard and seen of him are are really intriguing. Uh, and I know Blaine, up, you know, likes him a lot up there at Los Gatos High School. Yeah, I, I got a quick glimpse at him, but I'm excited to see a little more this summer. I got to give a shout out to Matthew Polk, too, who I loved at that MLK tournament. He's a smaller guy, but gets after it and does not get cheated at the box. You see all that recruit. So he's a gamer. He's just a fun guy to watch on the field. 
He is. He is a lot of fun, and I know that that uh, both Steve and I have seen him a couple times this year, and he continues to be that type player. Uh, yeah, but let's take a look at some of the risers in, in the mm. class. Uh, you know, the first guy. You know, is a guy I'm uncertain that you've seen, uh, but Jack saw him uh, just a few weeks ago. Uh, I saw him last summer a couple of times. That's Victor Lizarraga out of Montgomery High School down in San Diego. Big-time arm. He checks in at number 14. He's a big-time arm. We had him up to 89. Um, steady mid to upper 80s stuff. Uh, really good breaking ball. Can spin it. Uh, and the changeup, Jack said, that you know, has potential to be his best pitch. Uh, so, the, you know, he's a guy that uh, – uh, he's the guy, interestingly enough, that had the Mexican professional team scout there looking at him. Uh, and I, I believe I shared that story with you. But they were there looking at him uh, as potentially – to potentially draft him uh, when he's of legal age for that draft or for the Mexican league, which is really interesting. That is wild. That's a great story. I remember us talking about that because – you were telling me about him. I'm watching the video saying, hey, this guy looks really good. And then the fact that he could, I guess, essentially sign before graduating high school. Is that the, the rule? I'm, I'm guessing that it's a lot like the the Dominican rule, right? It's like, like the reverse. A, right. But I think it's because um, – if you if you are a Mexican national, the rule is a little different. Mm. Uh, so he may be a Mexican national uh, who is just attending school here on a visa. So I think that's what we kind of unearthed is that if you are a Mexican national, you are eligible to be drafted at a certain age rather than, you know, having to wait or, or whatever the other process is. Wow. That's that's that, you might have to write a story in that one or have Jack yeah. write <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I think we were able to get the contact information for the scout from that team. So that would be pretty interesting to kind of follow up with them and incorporate, you know, so maybe a quote or two. But uh, those guys aren't aren't typically uh, quote friendly, if you know what I mean. Uh, but uh, the next guy, hey, the next guy we on our fastest, our biggest risers list is a guy you actually saw down here at the preseason all state that you liked quite a bit, right? That, that's number sixteen, Blake Butcher. Yeah, Blake Butcher can swing it a little bit. At least that's what I saw, um, and I thought he handled the barrel well throughout that that workout. Um, curious to know how was the spring for him. My understanding is that it's been pretty good for him. Uh, you know, he's continued to hit the ball, and and then the defense obviously is 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 just been you know as good as always. Everybody defends in California. Jeez, <laughs> everybody defends and throws right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Blake Butcher checked in at number 16. Ethan Gorson, who we just talked about, was a big climber for us, got up to number 17. And then the guy, the next guy is a guy uh, who is a Cal State Bulletin commit who, when it's all said and done, shooter, might be one of those, might be the top outfielder in this class, and that's Cole Konyarski out of Ayala High School. Ooh. That's yeah. a that's a physical frame. I, I got to catch him for a couple. Um, it, he definitely does not look like a sophomore on diamond. No, man, not at all. I mean, that's a big body. I mean, he's got, you know, in my opinion, no doubt power potential. He hit a ball at their game against Glendora that I was at that, uh, you know, if the ball could could 
could wince and scream, it probably would have. I mean, he just absolutely hammered this ball to center field uh, for a three-run homer, and it was just really impressive. Really, really good runner. Uh, you know, pretty good arm in the outfield. Uh, but here's a guy that I think the bat and the run tool are the two big tools right now, and and he's a guy that you know we will most likely see again this summer. Wow. Um, you got me already. I'm going to have to pack my bags tonight. Yeah. Well, you're going to have, you're going to have, uh, you're going to have to spend some serious time down in SoCal. Uh, I think here, uh, this year, you're going to have to find out what that, uh, you know, that red eye flight. So you can just jump on a flight at five, come down, catch a game, you know, get back home by about six or seven, be with your babies. Yeah. yeah I think you can swing that. I get down by five games don't start till 10 i can get a get to the beach get a couple uh i don't even i'm gonna butcher this some rounds on the surf get catch some swells maybe yeah you know let's let's not go there let's just not go there <laughs> i'll just go get some breakfast tacos who am i kidding yeah there it is there it is and, and, and you gotta hit up your favorite coffee spot but uh <laughs> of course. but yeah so so tell us a little bit about your plans here this summer shooter obviously you'll be down here for a little bit here to start things off next month but you know tell us where your summer is going to take you uh when we can plan on seeing you here in california uh and, and what you're kind of looking forward to the most here well, I'm hitting up some of the big boys. I'll be starting my summer in Florida. I'll be going to Georgia. I'll be in Houston, Texas, but I will most definitely be in Southern California. Um, and what's funny, I'm, I'm pumped for this, the tournament and the pro cases, both in NorCal and SoCal, because for so long, I would, I would ask my friends down in Southern California, okay, you guys are going to recruit. We're, we're leaving SoCal to go to Arizona. We're going to, and I'd be like, you guys got all the talent. Why doesn't the, why don't you just stay there and have everybody come to you? And it sounds like this summer it's happening. And that's why I'm so excited to get down for this All-Star, this California State Games and, and to see the tournament where there's, I believe, 60 or 70 teams playing in it. Yeah, it's loaded, man. And, and some of the top teams from the area are, are in, that, in that tournament. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's – and. The, there's so much talent there each year I, I love coming to the high school games because you walk in and for the most part when you travel around the midwest the northeast a, a lot of times you're going to a game you're watching one or two guys on a team if there's three that's outstanding when you go to california and southern california it's it's nine deep and then you're looking at oh this guy this is their number five, five starter he's going to fullerton or long beach state or or ucla he's yeah he's up to 92 it's number five what so to have those guys be able to stay home, play in Irvine, great complex, just being there and also having the pro case mixed in, it's a one-stop shop. Like there's nothing more you can ask for. So I'm coming down. I already have my coffee shops found. I know which cold brew I'm going with so I can last the day. So I'm all set to go less. Attaboy. <laughs> you talked about uh, being in Georgia. Uh, you know, that's where this year we're having the PBR Future Games uh, out at Lake Point uh, with some really neat stuff, man. I mean, the stuff that's getting incorporated into Lake Point is, I mean, it's a game changer in terms of video, in terms of data. I mean, it, it truly is a game changer um, with what's going on down there. But uh, tell us about the Future Games. You know, California is taking a team for the first time this year. Uh, we're starting to, you know, have some some events where we'll be able to pull some players for that. But you know, obviously, we know that there was 250 plus 
college coaches and scouts at the event last year. But tell us about the event. What can players who are looking to go, what can they expect? And, you know, for me personally, I mean, what, what, what should I expect? It's my first time going as well. It is the finest event of the summer, end of the year. And this, even before I was with PBR, I was going because my brother was playing in it. And I walked in as a former coach and said, whoa, this is the best thing you can possibly have because everybody's uncommitted at it, which means that every college coach is going in and they're not just watching a handful of guys. You're watching 300, 400 guys. You're walking away with notes on each one. You're circling guys. I need to call this one, this one, this one. You, you come to the event and you're, they're talking about two or three coaches from each school being there. And now that it's at Lake Point, you're talking about two or three coaches from every single SEC school stacked there, ACC school. And there's a California school, California team going to be there. The entire West Coast will most definitely be in attendance as well. Um, but it's you take BP, one guy, you're on the field, you got 300 coaches just watching you at that time. And it's just a great experience. I would really suggest, because I'm a big fan of baseball, an awesome thing to do with your dad. And father and son, baseball, playing catch, um, come to this event. Even if, if you're the dad, come to this event because it is so fun to just watch all these coaches locked in on your son, locked in on your team. It's just it's an absolute festival of baseball in, at the amateur level. Well, it's funny you say that because I remember when we launched California some 15, 16 months ago that, you know, they, they said, you got to bring a team, you got to bring a team. And that's kind of like, guys, you know, we're trying to figure out which way is up <laughs> last year. So I said, give me, give me a year. So here we go. Right. And then it's just being out at the summit, you know, guys from, from other States, you just kind of like, you know, Hey, like, don't load your team up. Like, don't pick the best guys, you know, just, you know, take it easy sort of thing. And it's kind of like, Hey, you know, it's baseball, man. Anything can happen. And these are 15 and 16 year old kids, but yeah, man, we're really, really looking forward to that. We, we have what we feel, at least on paper, um, you know, in terms of just a couple of the guys that we are already looking at, at uh, considering for the team, uh, you know, those those two or three guys, uh, you know, are pretty good players. So I'm excited to see, you know, who else kind of, uh, you know, pops up for us here in, in terms of loading up that roster. But yeah, really excited about that event. And then, uh, you know, then we'll see you back down here for the underclass area code games in the middle of August. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I will most certainly be down for those. I'll probably catch the upper class for a couple of days as well. Um, as I, I hand off the, the draft class and 2020s over to Nathan Rohde, um, for their, their draft season, which is quickly approaching. Um, but that underclass area code event's great. It's jam packed, uh, so many games in a small, uh, period of time where you really get to see, especially the at bat. So those position players get to, to kind of put on a show because they're seeing some of the top arms and there's so much consistency. And I always say that those California guys, they get to stay home a little bit and they get the ball out in their backyard. Yeah, what I like about that event is the location, right? The Urban Youth Academy there. For if you're sitting in the back, uh, you know, it, it obviously is assuming that you're getting there early enough to get a seat. Uh, but if you have a seat, there's not really a bad place to see uh, what the action on the field, particularly if you're kind of just off you know, to the side of the press box there, you get some really good angles on not only the pitcher, but the catcher, the hitter, uh, you know, and then certainly the defense. It's a lot of fun. I, I'm a big, big fan 
fan of that of that event. But uh, yeah, and then you know, then we head into the the fall, and 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 then we then you know we roll right into January again. And shooter, you coming back down for the uh, SoCal preseason All State? Can you guarantee seventy degree weather for me? I cannot guarantee 70 degree weather, but hey, you know what? We were pretty close in January, right? I think it was like 62. Yeah, I, I, will, I will be down for that. It was a great event. Yeah, almost 100 guys there. And I'm watching them. These guys look like they're in mid-season form. It's January 5th. Yeah, that was that was a, that that event was a lot of fun. But uh, as was this podcast shooter, I can't thank you enough uh, for you to uh, you know spend some time. And, and I know you're a busy guy, and 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 uh, I'm just really grateful for you to come on and, and spend some time chatting with us here about these rankings and uh, some stuff you know involving PBR. Les, thanks a lot, and I can't wait. I'm a, we're a month away from being down in SoCal, me sitting right next to you. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you know, until then, make sure that you know you're doing all your duties there at home, and uh, so that when you are away, uh, you don't catch grief. <laughs> For sure. All right, brother. Thanks, Shooter. Absolutely, Wes. Big thanks to Shooter Hunt for joining me to discuss all things Class of 2020 and 21 rankings. You can find those at prepbaseballreport.com/California. Best of luck to all the teams remaining in the postseason as you march towards a championship. Until next time, we'll see you at the yard.